What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode one, two, two. That's right, a Christmas Eve episode of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. First and foremost, happy holidays. Hope you guys are enjoying, and big thanks to everyone who listens to Combo's Court across the globe. Combo Nation, we are out here, and we're just getting started, man. Today's show, actor, singer, producer, Leon Robinson joins in. You might remember Leon's role as Tom Shepard in Above the Rim in this conversation. We're definitely going to get into that. I'll actually leave some Tom Shepard highlights in my Instagram stories today, so go check that out and follow me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Leon has had an acting career that has spanned over 30 years. He's had roles in The Temptations, The Five Heartbeats, Cool Runnings, and more. I had a great conversation with Leon, and I'm glad you guys will be able to listen in for the holiday season, man. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Luca on the track. Leon Robinson, producer, singer, actor, um, you know him from Above the Rim, Cool Runnings, The Five R Feet. How you feeling today, Leon? Good, man. Complaining other than the cold weather, I'm good. <laughs> All right. So, you know, Leon, I'm a Bronx native as well. Um, I want to know what your journey was like growing up, playing basketball. I know you were all city. You ended up going uh, Loyola Mountain now out west. But what was that like for you growing up? And what was your goal with basketball? Um, growing up, basketball was something that just kind of came to me naturally because my dad was a ball player and actually offered a contract with the Hawks Globetrotters. And so he had me shooting at a very early age. So, you know, I always kind of loved basketball, playing basketball. It was always fun. It kind of came to me naturally. Um, my first thought was actually football, but I couldn't do both because the coach was fucking too. And, uh, and, you know, yeah. And then, you know, I don't know. The one thing about basketball with me is the interesting thing, you know, I was always good. But I didn't have these aspirations of being a pro. Like mass races was or you know, get a free ride to school. And then when I got there, you know, was to, you know, study theater arts and stuff like that and become an actor. So basketball was just a thing because best player on the team. <laughs> got you, got you. What what made you decide to move out west for uh for college? You know, it's very strange, you know, I only even seriously thought of um, scholarship offers are out west because I just I wanted to get out of the winters, man. I couldn't stand the winters of the year. You still can't stand them, huh, Leon? <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. I'm, I'm, I want to play in California tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when was that moment that you realized you wanted to shift to an acting career from basketball? Um, well, I really, it really found, you know, acting found me. I was a graduate film student chased me down to campus at Loyola Marymount and begged me to be in his movie. And I was like, well, why do you want me? You know, why don't you get someone in the theater arts department? I'm sure they'd love to be in the movie. And he was like, I've been watching you. Something about you. You have something. And I don't, I, you know, movies, I want to be the first person to do it. And I was like, all right. So um, I did this movie called Photographer, short film. And I had experience like we all had. You know, you sit down and talk to someone for like just an hour. It's just that. But you feel like you've known them way longer than that hour that you spent with them. That's the way I felt on a on the movie set, so I switched my major up and, um, you know, started studying acting and drama. 
definitely. Was there like a was there a time growing up where you like you were watching a movie or watch TV and you felt like you wanted to do that, or it really just found you found? Well, it was different. You know, at one point when I was in grammar school, uh, we used to do this um, corn variety show at my um, Catholic grammar school <laughs> in my burning. And so, um, I you know I saw my sister's class do this rock and roll revival. So okay. I asked, you know, asked them if I could do it. So I put on this stage production with my buddy being Elvis Presley, me being Chubby Checker, the cute girls being actresses. And it went over again, but they actually had to do it again and again. And, um, but, you know, there was no drama department at the school I went to, so I did this self in athletics. And, right. But I think it's growing up, you know, music theaters and um, seeing Elvis Presley movies, I think, um, you know, I used to see him like, yo, that dude right there, man. He's like, Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know, Liam, you were in so many great movies, but we are Hoop Today's podcast, so uh, we're going to get right to above the rim. Um, how did you end up receiving that role, and, and did your hoop background make it like really effortless, and was it just a natural role for you? Um, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know any of the origins of everything. I guess originally, I mean, the new line picture. I guess originally. Um, they had offered it to um, my friend, Denzel, everybody else saw it. And I guess he passed on it or whatever. Um, and uh, so I guess, you know, they were looking for someone. You know, they all knew like a fall. But um, she, but she said, um, but I, I looked young. So, um, but after a few meetings, um, I think uh, there was a place um, I could do whatever age I needed to be. Well, I know looking back, I mean, I know I've played in a bunch of those parts. Uh, I played at UBC at Rucker. I actually even played in a tournament on 135th Street where uh, mm-hmm. where you guys, so, you know, there was definitely some parts of the movie in that part. Um, growing up, were you playing yeah, in so those parts? What, 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 what position did you play? You were one or two or what? Well, I, I was a big guard. I played the one, two, and three, yeah. I played all three oh, okay. at some point in my career. I saw it. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it. 6'5", 6'5". Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so when I was young watching the movie, it was like, it resonated with me so much now before I even played in the parks, you know. That was something I wanted to be a part of. And looking back, it's amazing to watch. I'm sure growing up, you played in some of these parks as well, right? Of course, all of them, man. Yeah, and I was, um, when I was in high school, I mean, I'm on the average over 30th in Russia. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. So, so was, it a, was it a crazy experience shooting a movie that you played in these parks, you know, from a different point of view? Well, yeah, I mean, being growing up in New York and being, you know, an all-city basketball player is like that, you know. Doing a basketball for me in New York, yeah, it's like you know, in a lot of in a lot of ways, it's been true because I remember when I had to get I gave up scholarship to pursue acting. Right. Um, you know, I told everyone I said, "Don't worry about one day I play a basketball player." <laughs> right, and you did. <laughs> right, right. And so, so you know, and it was good, and it was also what was great about it, you know, because you know, it's, people can have their different opinions about whatever, but. To me, when it comes to a, a basketball movie, a, you know, a, a, a real basketball movie, you know, above, above the rim, you know, minus me, whatever, I'm talking about just on the basketball end, it has to be at the top of the heap because all those dudes could fall. All right. those little top streetball players and stuff like that, the scrimmages and stuff while rehearsals were crazy. For you know, sure. Dwayne could definitely ball. He was one of the last guys to come from the Knicks. You know, I mean, it was like, you know, yeah. So, I mean, it was he was, he was watching balling. For sure, for sure. So, there wasn't, wasn't, wasn't actors up in there trying to ball. 
No, for sure. I mean, I remember because when I was young, those were like the older guys still playing in the tournament, you know? I remember a lot of them, mm-hmm. like Speedy. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. For sure, for sure. So, so what do you remember about the final park scene? Was any of that choreographed, or you guys were just really hooping, hooping? I mean, obviously some of the fouls were choreographed, like dudes were kneeing each other in the chest. But uh, what do you remember about that final scene, and how, was it, how did it come together? Um... You know what I remember about it, you know, because most of the most of the, I mean, the outcome of everything is scripted. There has to be certain points, right, in which you know you, you hit, you bumped, or whatever. As far as um, as far as moves are concerned on the court, well, I mean, those are things that we all worked out. You know, I mean, it's right. just, uh, you know, I like for example, my game in above the rim isn't my game. That's not the what's, way what's your game? What's your game, yeah? Well, I'm 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 a I'm a very good outside shooter, and I'm also a very good flasher to the rim. Okay. okay. So I mean, I'm I'm flashing to the rim, or, or or I'm hitting it on you before you even get your feet set. Okay. Right. So, um, but I'm put, I'm playing the old school game because that's who Chef was. <laughs> right, right, right. Mid-range jump. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't, it wouldn't make sense if I was playing the way Dwayne was playing. Or the way right, Petey was playing. That wouldn't, that wouldn't make sense. sense. But Chef did have one crazy dunk. That wasn't that old school. That dunk he had. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying Duncan. Yeah, no, Duncan's all part of it. But you, yeah. if you notice, if you notice what I'm doing, it, my spins, you know, right. you know, or the way, you know, the way I get my feet together and cram back, everything was like, right, right. all about a sound game. It wasn't about being flashy by getting it done. Right, right. A lot of range jumpers, too. A lot of mid-range jumpers. <laughs> of course. If, if half these kids had a mid-range game, they'd be, they, they, their game would go through the roof. They're too busy trying to hit threes to go all the way to the hoop. Mid-range, like that's the hardest thing to defend. You go sure, into the hoop and you just pull up on someone, send away from the bucket 10 feet, what are they going to do? Right, and that spot's always open because the three-point and the around the rim is guarded heavily in today's NBA. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. You spin into that lane, you can pull up right there you, and, got, and got a nice touch. You're good. You for sure. For sure. Any funny Bernie Mac or interesting Tupac stories? Mm, no, I mean, none other than obvious. Right. You know, um, you know, me and him were very cool um, in a sense because, you know, we first came in the first week through, you know, he came in all loud and boisterous, you know. You talk about Pac, you know, yeah, Pac, yeah, but he came okay. to me, he just he dialed down and said, yo, man, you ain't going to have a problem with music because you have five heartbeats. When it comes to the five heartbeats, man, I have to admit, dude, just like, they give that movie reverence. For sure. <laughs> classic, classic, for sure classic, and, and above there was a hoop classic, uh, for sure. Um, let's segue to the NBA, man. You're a New York guy. Um, everybody's complaining about the Knicks. They've been bad for a while. What do you think they have to do to turn things around? Um, well, for one thing, you have to have a sound plan, and you got to stick to it. And when you stick to your plan, it's not always going to be pretty. Um, you know, you're gonna have to. It's gonna be. You're gonna have to go through some losses and stuff, but you're gonna have to stick with it. Just the same way Golden State did, the same way the Seventy Sixers did, same way um, Boston did when they were down. You know, you got to have a plan. You got to build through the draft, make the right moves, create the right culture around your team, where people want to join what you're doing. Start winning, you know, and that's it. Plain and simple. But you know, until you, you know, you got to see. You can't five, You can't go through five coaches in six seasons. You know, yeah. several different general managers. You can't do that. That's no formula for winning. 
Right, for sure. I have an interesting question that I posed on my Instagram, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Who do you feel is the best player in the Lakers outside of AD and LeBron? Best all-around player or just the yeah. best player? Outside of those two, no, the best, best player. I mean, the best player, the person I think, you know, when you're the best player, the person that have the most impact, is, right. um, to me, is um, Ronda. Always. Yeah. <laughs> High IQ. High IQ. He, he checks the toughest, he checks the point guard on the other team, you know, and he's the one who's going to handle the ball at the end. For sure. So, For sure. I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's Ronda. Hello. Hey. So, yeah, we spoke to it briefly, but Zach Levine, um, the athletic department of the Bulls wanted Zach to limit his mid-range attempts. What are your thoughts on that? His mid-range, his mid-range attempts? Yeah, they wanted him to limit it. They wanted him to shoot more threes because analytics say three is worth more than two, Leon, you know? <laughs> yeah, but the percentage is different. That's a fact, Leon. That's a fact. <laughs> so, you know, I think, I think, I think if, he, if he's got a way of getting buckets, he's going to get buckets. I'll tell him how to get him. Yeah. Katie agrees, too. He was like, shoot him, Zach, shoot him on, on Twitter. <laughs> you shoot, shoot what they give you. Yeah. I mean, it's simple. If they're giving you, yeah. they give you mid-range shots, then take them. If they're giving you three, take them. I mean, yeah. Don't overthink don't over it. All right. I want to go back to your acting career real quick. Madonna, man, from what I understand, you were a little reluctant about um, participating in that video. What made you decide to do it, and what was it like working with Madonna, and what did it mean to your career? Um, well, working, I mean, working with Madonna was cool. She was great, very generous, very nice, you know, nothing nice, nothing nice thing to say about her. Um, um, I, what I was, I, what made me decide to do it is that, you know, they asked me to come in again after the first time I said, you know, that I wasn't interested and, you know, my agent said they was the feature film director that was directing it. And so, um, I was like, you should meet her. And so I'm like, okay, so I met her and, you know, she was cool and everyone really liked me. And then she was like, I heard the song. And I said, wow, the song's probably going to go number one. So, and I found out that, you know, most important, they wanted me to ask. Yeah, because when I first heard about it, I just thought they wanted me to dance around in the video with Madonna. That's all I knew about Madonna. Right? So we all knew. Right, they, they, right. They, they told me they wanted me to actually meet it an actor. It's like two different roles. It's like that. It's all the you want me to act. Oh, that's different. <laughs> Looking back, what, what did it mean to your career? Did something change? Was there a shift or um, Well, you know, press-wise, no, international-wise. Press-wise, you know, people who are getting interviewed with press from all around the world. So wow. um, it was strange, you know, because I thought, I thought the video and everything would be, you know, front page on the, you know, calendar section. I had no idea it would be front page of the newest period. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, it, really, it really just took on a life of its own. That's dope, man. That's dope. You know, one of my favorite all-time shows, uh, uh, what was it like working on Sid Oz? Um, yeah, man, just what was it like? Like, that energy, that energy must have been different, you know? Like, it was some, it was something that had never been done before, like a full series about prison. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it was interesting. You know, they, it, it was a new thing, you know, so it hadn't been done before. We all, like, even our dressing rooms and stuff weren't in private, you know, they didn't have a ceiling and stuff, so you really couldn't even have private conversations. Um, you know, it wasn't that way. I, obviously, after you know five seasons, I went back because I reappeared on the show a few other times for you know various reasons as a narrator or coming back to the dead or whatever. So, so um, 
And I was like, yo, you got a hotel? Oh, you got a hair makeup room? Oh, you got dressing rooms? Catering? What is all this? <laughs> I thought it was jail. <laughs> like yeah. jail when I was there. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what? I wish I, I wish we could have saw you in the basketball. You know, man, with the with the security guard and uh, Rick Fox. That would have been great, man. That would have been great. Uh, yeah, that's a great show for sure. Uh, let's let's finish with this, Leon. Um, who you got winning it all this year? I got the Lakers. Um, I want to hear who you think will win it all and why. I don't know. It's too early to say. Personally, I think I think a lot of people get off some great starts. Um, if I just had to put things in a microcosm right now. I would say that um, I think Milwaukee. Okay. It looks like they're obviously going to get that out of the East. And um, of course, the Lakers look fantastic. I think the Clippers will be there at the end, though. Either um, one of those teams. And, you know, they, they may have a little bit too much going on for Milwaukee to take them out. You know, they, you know they, they're they a two headed monster. He's a one headed monster. So. <laughs> Right. Um, so, but we'll see. You know, injuries are going to play a huge part. Yeah, it comes out of it. And um, we'll see what happens. Leon, um, what are you up to these days? What do you got coming up? Where can people find you on social media? All that good stuff, man. Um, let's see. I have a um, series coming out, which is Essence Magazine's first original content called The Love Tale. And um, I'll be touring. I'll be touring um, with the play Set It Off, based on the movie called Set It Off Live. Um, in cities all around the country, starting um, in February. And um, let's see, you can reach on social media on Instagram at um, www.justleon or on Twitter at justleon. And, um, and check out my band at leonandthepeople.net. We'll be touring with our new album, Love is a Beautiful Thing, around the country as well. And uh, yeah, just doing what I do. Very dope. I'll be checking it out. Leon, have you been hooping lately or what? No, strictly tennis these days, man. Just okay. Get the same kind, same kind of exercise and no drums. Okay, okay, that's true. A lot of arguing, a lot of fouling. I understand, man. I understand. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough of arguing <laughs> with clubs. Yeah. All right. All right, Leon. I appreciate you being here. You're always welcome back on the show. All right. Thank you, man. There it is. Episode 122 of Combos Court is in the books. Thank you for listening and big shouts to Leon for joining in. We appreciate you. Hope you're enjoying the holiday season. Have a happy and healthy one. Leave a five-star rating and let me know how you feel about this episode right in the comments section of your Apple Podcast app. Be on the lookout for episode 123. Combo out.